Play the perfect courtier. The perfect courtier thrives in a world where everything revolves around power and political destiny. He has mastered the art of indirection. He flatters, yields to superiors, and asserts power over others in the most oblique and graceful manner. Learn and apply the laws of courtiership, and there will be no limits to how far you can rise in the court. Law number 24. Hey there, it's your girl Zen and welcome to Zen Behavior Podcast, your hub for all things self-improvement, self-mastery and self-sufficiency. So playing the perfect courtier is the 24th law of 48 Laws of Power by Robert Greene. So being a courtier is basically, um, to give a clear example, would probably be Lord Baelish in Game of Thrones. If you guys watched Game of Thrones, you remember Lord Baelish. He was playing everybody against everybody. So, but the problem with being a courtier or like every other game of power is that you need to know when to stop. Because if you keep going and going and going, um, at some point, Nemesis will catch up with you. (laughs) So, playing the perfect courtier is... A strategy that most people employed in courts during the time when they when we had kings and queens and you had to be in court you're learning from your rulers sometimes you're yielding to your superiors sometimes you're flattering them sometimes you have to assert your power like it just depends on the vibe so now the world is your court right so Whatever situation you find yourself in, you have to play the perfect courtier. You have to know when to flatter, when to yield to your superiors, when to assert power. And you do it in the most oblique, in the most graceful manner. So in the law of court politics, there are um, things you need to know to be the perfect courtier. Number one is avoid ostentation okay the more you talk about your deeds the more suspicion you cause okay you also stir up enough envy among your peers to induce treachery and backstabbing so you need to be careful you need to be careful about trumpeting your own achievements and always talk less about yourself than about other people modesty is generally preferable the second thing you need to do um, is practice nonchalance you need to never seem to be working too hard your talent must appear to flow naturally with an ease that makes people take you for a genius rather than a workaholic okay even when something demands a lot of sweat make it look effortless People prefer to not see your blood and toil, which is another form of ostentation. (laughs) So it's better for them to marvel at how gracefully you have achieved your accomplishment than to wonder why it took so much work. Next thing is be frugal with flattery. It may seem that your superiors cannot get enough flattery, but too much of even a good thing loses its value. 
It also stirs up suspicions among your peers. Learn to flatter indirectly by downplaying, downplaying your own contribution. For example, to make your master look better, you know, you guys went out and, you know, something happened, something good happened and it's, you know, your team and something. You attribute it to, to the person who's above you, not necessarily um, to downplay every other person's effort, but it's more like you're trying to make sure that you're not overdoing it because when it comes to flattery, if you overdo it, it becomes annoying and this person starts to see you, you know, a type of way. So you want to be, you want to know when to be, um, when to flatter and when to just shut up. Next in it, arrange to be noticed. You cannot display yourself too brazenly, yet you must also get yourself noticed. So, um, one way to do that is you need to pay attention to your physical appearance and find a way to create a distinct, a distinctive, or just a soft, a subtly distinctive style and image that when you walk in, it could be your hairstyle, it could be your style of dressing, it could be the way you work. You know, there's just has to be something about you that when you come come to work, everybody's looking at you. But it's subtle. Like you you act like you don't even know what you're doing, but you know exactly what you're doing. So the next thing is alter your style and language according to the person you're dealing with. This one is very important. Okay, the idea that talking and acting the same way with everyone, no matter what their rank, uh, makes you somehow a paragon of civilization, which is like a terrible mistake. So you don't want to talk to if you're talking to somebody that likes to likes you to be submissive. You want to act submissive. If you're talking to somebody that needs you likes the people who are bold to come forward like when you're talking to them you need to be confident you act confident that's that's the game okay you need to learn the art so it's not necessarily lying it's acting and acting is an art <laughs> it's an art so you need to learn it so, um it's like the saying um when you go to rooms behave that like the romans you know there are some people that when they see that okay this person is kind of like speaking our language makes them more comfortable make around you and it makes them want to tell you more about themselves or be more acquainted with you so you need to know when to alter your style know when to alter your language to suit the person that is next to you you're not necessarily shrinking yourself no that's not it you're more like playing the game of power because you want to gain something from this person so you want to look like the person they want to talk to they want to be with they want to associate with to get what you want okay and there are times when you just need to be yourself okay that one is also something very important never be the bearer of bad news Okay, in the courts, when we have kings and stuff, the king immediately kills the messenger who brings the bad news. So, you don't... <laughs> so, when you're playing the game of power, um, you need to bring only the good news. Okay, you need to bring only the good news. 
don't don't be the bearer of bad news. There's a reason for that. Next the news, never affect friendliness and intimacy with your master. So your master does not want a friend for a subordinate. He wants a subordinate. Never approach him in an easy, friendly way or act as if you're the best you're in the, on the best of terms. That is that's his prerogative, okay? You wanna be you want to be his subordinate, okay? Don't, you know, you see this in, in a work setting where you probably know this guy outside work or you don't even know him, but you feel like, oh, you're a pretty girl or a pretty decent guy who's smart out of college, who is doing, and then you're charming up to your your master, you know, you're always trying to be, um, see, you're always trying to um, be on and get on his good side. You're always trying to be friendly it's kind of really suspicious it makes that person like wonder what kind of a person is this it makes you look like a kiss ass you don't want to do that so just keep to your to be keep to your position whatever position you have there be that person and execute your projects or whatever tax you assign to excellently next thing is never criticize those above you directly this may seem obvious, but there are often times when some sort of criticism is necessary. To say nothing or to give no advice would open you to risks of another sort. So you must learn, however, to couch your advice and criticism as indirectly and as politely as possible. Think twice or three times before deciding you have made them sufficiently sequitious, okay? Err on the side of subtlety and gentleness with your bosses, with whoever that's above you. So you need to be careful. Next thing is, be frugal in asking those above you for favors. Nothing irritates a master or whoever that's above you more than having having to reject someone's request. Okay, it stirs up guilt and resentment. So you need to ask for favors as rarely as possible and know when to stop don't always don't always ask them for favor so it kind of like makes them feel weird about themselves and it kind of kind of like makes them resent you you know unconsciously okay so you don't want to overdo it don't always ask them just ask them every once in a while okay it's better to actually end your favor so that this person will just give it to you willingly do not ask for favors on another person's behalf, least of all of friends. Don't do that, okay? It's better to figure out a way to get something sorted for your friend through your boss or whoever, but do not openly ask for favors on another person's behalf. That's, that's really um, a bad game. Next thing is, never joke about appearances or taste, okay? So you need to avoid any kind of jokes about appearances or taste to very highly, you know, sensitive areas, especially with those above you. You need to not do that. Don't even try when you're away from them. Okay. You've just dig your own grave. So don't do that. You might, they might seem to, you know, acknowledge it or whatever, but you don't want them to put eyes on you. Next thing is do not be the cut cynic. Express admiration for the good work of others. If you constantly criticize your equals, 
or subordinates, some of that criticism, criticism will rub off on you, hovering over you like a great cloud wherever you go. Okay, so you might not want to always be a very cynical person around people. So next thing is be self-observant. Okay, you you need to um, you need a mirror for your actions. Okay, this can sometimes come from people telling you what they see in you. But that is not the most trustworthy method. You must be the mirror, training your mind to see yourself as others see you. You know, it's it's a great skill to learn. So you need to sometimes ask yourself, you know, in a certain setting, are you acting too obsequious? Are you trying not are you trying to seem too hard to please? Do you seem desperate for attention? given the impression that you are on the decline, okay? Be observant about yourself and you will avoid a mountain of blunders, okay? Yes. The next thing is master your emotions. This is like, this is very important. You must learn to cry and laugh on command and when it is appropriate, okay? You must be able to both, you know, to disguise your anger and frustration and fake your contentment and agreement, you must be the master of your own face. Call it lying if you like. But if you prefer to not play the game and to always be honest and upfront, do not complain when others call you obnoxious and arrogant. Okay, you must learn to master emotions because it, I feel like this is very important in the game of power, in the game of courtiership. Whenever you find yourself in a setting or whatever, you need to be able to control your emotions, how you react to people's words, opinions, or what you do. You know, you need to be very cautious. Next thing is feed feed the spirit of the times. Okay? A slight affection of a past era can be charming as long as you choose a period at least 20 years back wearing the fashions of 10 years ago is ludicrous ludicrous unless you enjoy the role of cut jester okay in essence it's trying to say be too forward thinking okay no one will understand you but it's it's never a good idea to stand out Okay, you're best off at least being able to mimic the spirit of the times. Okay, be forward thinking and always try to stand out. Next thing is be a source of pleasure. This is critical. It's it's an obvious law of human nature that will flee, you know, from what is unpleasant and distasteful. Wild charm and the promise of delight will draw us like moths to a flame. So you need to make yourself the flame and you will rise to the top. Okay? Alright, so that's basically Law 24. And there are so many other stuff about being a perfect courtier. But if you know how to do almost these things that I listed out, you are good to go. Law number 25. Recreate yourself this is my favorite law in all of these laws 
I kind of like have a very personal <laughs> inclination to it. Like, I don't know. I had a lot of stuff circled on the on the text. Like, it's just it's just a very sexy law. Recreate yourself. Do not accept the roles that society forces on you. Recreate yourself by forging a new identity, one that commands attention and never bores the audience. Be the master of your own image rather than letting others define it for you. Incorporate dramatic devices into your public gestures and actions. Your power will be enhanced and your character will seem larger than life. Exactly. So there's a story about a woman called Judge Sand. That's not necessarily her real name. What's her real name? Um, trying to find her real name. But the thing about the woman is that she, in the times when, during those times when um, women were not allowed to work, were not allowed to fully express themselves, she had to disguise as a man. And she was so bold. She was writing and publishing her books. She was a formidable force. And that was because she had to recreate herself. So it depends on you, on your style, what works for you right that depends on what works for you but always recreate yourself because sometimes if you're always um accepting the roles the society you know fights on you at the end of the day you become this very miserable person because you don't know yourself you don't know what you're capable of you you you're not able to step out of your comfort zone you're always painting within the lines you need to step out okay your bestie is telling you today recreate yourself step out do something crazy okay recreate yourself that's that's like very important working on yourself like clay should be one of your greatest and most pleasurable life tasks it makes you in essence an artist an artist creating yourself okay so you need to the character you you seem to have been born with is not necessarily who you are beyond the characteristics you have inherited your parents your friends and your peers have helped to shape your personality so you need to figure out who you are by stepping out and you know remaking yourself into a character of power okay so um Another very important thing to note is that it is less of what you do that matters clearly than how you do it. Your gracefulness and imposing stillness on on the social stage count for more than overdoing your part and moving around too much. Okay, even though you're recreating yourself, you need to also um, watch yourself. You need to also figure out what works for you you study the audience or whoever that's around you and don't whatever you're doing don't overdo it okay yes so law number 26 keep your hands clean you must seem a paragon of paragon of civility and efficiency your hands are never soiled by mistakes and nasty deeds Maintain such a spotless appearance by using others as scapegoats and cat paws to disguise your involvement. We'll see this kind of stuff, um, law and applied by kings and 
people in power like presidents uh, i used to see shows where this you know the president probably um there's a lady writing stuff about him being about her being raped and probably this guy is running for presidency this guy will try to find somebody to put this blame on they'll find a way to like so that to divert the public opinion because once the public that you're trying to get to vote for your presence knows that okay there's somebody blackmailing you in the background or somebody saying something bad about your reputation you're gone so most of the people in power employ this um scapegoat strategy because it kind of like makes them look perfect you know it makes their reputation perfect and the truth is that in the game of power your reputation is very important so if you need to use somebody you know for somebody to take the fall it has to don't say ah this girl your your mind is dark but it's it's a necessary thing okay if you're up there so you need to watch yourself and you need to find a way to um do what you have to do to keep your hands clean so don't say ah look this looks like what you're gonna do <laughs> i don't know so what well, the thing is you need there's nothing morally upright about the game of power you need to understand everything about power is amoral so the the sooner you acknowledge that the sooner you, you tell yourself the truth the sooner um it's easy for you to understand that the game of power somebody is manipulating the other person and even in real life situations when somebody is when you're always understanding always the good guy always somebody is using you it doesn't matter how you look at you look at it okay somebody is enjoying the benefits whether it's um, parent daughter or some relationship whether it's within your friends whether it's one way somebody is benefiting the only thing that makes it balanced i've said this thing before is that sometimes you do it too without knowing so but now these things i'm listening out uh, i'm just kind of like making you more aware that there are some dark things in you that you sometimes you get to employ it and it works for your own good and there are things you also need to know that in at some point you could use it as um a shield to protect us to protect yourself okay like this scapegoat um strategy or cat's paw when you're working on that very a very powerful person you don't want to be the scapegoat scapegoat you don't want to be that so you want to be careful when his reputation is at stake you, you want to be careful not to even be too close to him or to or or to be too insignificant you need to be at a level around him where he can not dismiss you he cannot use you as as a scapegoat so you need it's it's all a game so you need to be smart law number 27 play on people's need to believe it to to believe to create a cult-like following people have an overwhelming desire to believe in something become the focal point of such desire by offering them a cause a new faith to follow Keep your words vague or full of promises. Emphasize enthusiasm over rationality and clear thinking. Give your new disciples rituals to perform. Ask them to make sacrifices on your behalf. 
In the absence of organized religion and grand causes, your new belief system will bring you untold power. So the thing there is, one of the you see um, creators now online, they, they're actually employing this strategy without actually knowing it's what they're doing. I see accounts like, account owners like Zach Pogrub, Pogrub, I don't know how to pronounce his name, but this guy made a whole um, cult-like following through obsession. He's always talking about obsession and there's a way he would put it that would actually make a whole lot of sense. Like I'm following this guy, like I love everything, every content he put out because it's kind of like really motivate you. It will motivate you to do something, something crazy that will turn your life around. It's one of the accounts I've been following for like, for the past two years. I've been following him. Now he's in like two point something million followers. I was following when he was like a hundred K or something. He's always talking about obsession, how you can pick one thing you're good at and obsess over it for a year and you become so good at that thing. And when you're obsessed about something, you don't care about the time. You don't care about what people are saying. You don't care about the failures. You, you, the end goal is what you're looking at. The prize is what you're looking at. Like he would say a lot of things that make sense. So, um, another guy is Dan Cole. If you know him, he's also into um, modern economy. Um, you know, trying to teach creators how to be. How to, he's trying to teach the young people how to be value creators. So he's employing a lot of stuff like by sharing his ideas about how um, systems, the societal systems are trapping a lot of people that could actually break the system and do whatever they want to do with their lives and actually succeed more than the average person. So the need to create something like that depends on what you're doing. It's it, I can actually bring it down to something as small as a baker if you're a baker and you're building a system around your bakery you're trying to tell people that baking is life or that cake is what brings joy and you're bringing a lot of content or live you know giving people ideas and belief systems around cakes around why it's so important that you need to eat cake today you need to buy cake you need to be a baker or whatever it kind of like builds a following not necessarily social media following it kind of like builds um a list of people that want to hear every day about every day about what you're talking about they want to follow you they want to know what you're gonna say next and they actually practicing everything you're telling them to practice so it kind of like works in so many different ways because as humans we are we have a desperate need to believe in something anything so this makes us eminently gullible we simply cannot endure long periods of doubt or of emptiness that comes from a lack of something to believe in so once a new cause or something is dangled <laughs> in front of us we we just we just take the bait so so to create a cult you must first attract attention okay it has to be something um you know you know how you you need to work on that you need to do your research or start from somewhere and you figure out that you know you hold a really great power law number 28 enter action with boldness if you're unsure of the course of action do not attempt it your doubts and hesitation will infect your execution timidity is dangerous better to enter 
any action with boldness. Any mistakes you commit through audacity are easily corrected with even more audacity. Everyone admires the bold. No one honors the timid. And this is very important. Very. So, the, the, the most pronounced psychological effects of boldness and timidity is the bolder the lie, the better. <laughs> so, you see con artists, you see people that are into negotiation, you see people that are businessmen, and all sorts of people. You know, the bolder they tell you something, you're more likely to believe it. That's, that's the power of boldness, okay? So, lions circle around the hesitant prey. So, if you're, more, if you're hesitant about one, one thing or two or you're not sure about whether to do this, it's better not to do it at all. I read something in a book where somebody said, um, if you're about to make a decision and you can't immediately say yes, then the answer is no. It doesn't matter what that decision is all about. If you have to go home and think, oh, the answer is no. If you can't make a decision immediately, like say yes, the answer to that decision is no. So it doesn't necessarily mean that always saying yes is going to get you there. But it means that even if you said yes and things come out wrong, you're going to correct that mistake even more boldly. You have the energy, the tenacity, the uh, courage to correct it. And that's how you, 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 you progress in life. Okay, Shabi, they said, um, fortune favors the bold. So being bold is not necessarily that you always get things your way. No, it means that people are going to admire you. It means that you're even going to have more self-respect for yourself. It means that when you're going to get stuff, because you're bold, you're going to take even more bolder decisions that are in turn going to benefit you. Okay. So that's, that's just the thing you, if boldness is not natural, neither is timidity. It's an, timidity is an acquired habit picked up out of a desire to avoid conflict. I don't want, it should be, I don't want him to say or think this like, mm -mm. if timidity has taken hold of you, then root it out. Your fears of the consequences of a bold action are way out of proportion to reality. And in fact, the consequences of timidity are worse. Your value is lowered and you create a self-fulfilling cycle of doubt and disaster. Remember, the problems created by an audacious move can be disguised, even remedied by more and greater audacity. Okay? The only time timidity works in your favor, in the realm of power, is when you're feigning it. Okay? Now, it's no longer timidity, but an offensive weapon. You're luring people in with your show of shyness and all of that. All the better, you're planning to pounce on them boldly later. So that's the only time timidity works in your favor. Law number 29, plan all the way to the end. The ending is everything. Plan all the way to it, taking into account all the possible consequences, obstacles, and twists of fortune that might reverse your hard work and give the glory to others. By planning to the end, you will not be overwhelmed by circumstances and you will, not, you will know when to stop. Gently, fortune, gently guide fortune and help. Sorry. Gently guide fortune and help determine the future. 
by thinking far ahead okay so necessarily what this um is saying is that um what good is it to have the greatest dream in the world if others reap the benefits and the glory so you you should never lose your head over a vague open-ended dream plan to the end okay don't give up in the middle don't get overwhelmed and the only way not to is to this is my end goal this is how i'm gonna start and you need when you're planning to win you need to expect obstacles you need to expect failures you need to expect people to backstab you you need to expect a lot of things that you know you need to expect the worst okay it's okay to expect the worst and at the end of the day nothing bad happened then you don't expect the worst and something terrible happens you're all shook you're all overwhelmed and then you're like sinking back no don't do that to yourself please do not most people are too imprisoned in the moment to plan with this kind of foresight the ability to ignore immediate dangers and pleasures translates to power so when you're planning all the way to win um you need to know that there are some current things you're not gonna enjoy okay there are things you, you, you might not have time to party you might not have time to do all sorts of things like a lot of people are enjoying they'll tell you life is short truly life is short sometimes you get to like go out there and live your life but you need to always have um your goal at the back of your head okay you need to always know that you need to just get this thing done you need you need um delayed gratification okay because at the end of the day that's what gives you power okay that's what gives you power law number 30 make your accomplishments seem effortless i think i've kind of like said something related to this in the previous laws your actions must seem natural and executed with ease all the toil and practice that go into them and also all the clever tricks must be concealed this is like the game of power okay people need to look at you and be like oh he does this so effortlessly and there's this statement um this artistic statement where somebody said that um what what looks effortless is more like an illusion because the kind of work that goes into that stuff for it to look so effortless is unimaginable so not, they didn't say it exactly like this but I'm, I'm kind of like interpreting it so <laughs> so when you act act effortlessly and as if you could do much more avoid the temptation of revealing how hard you work it only raises questions teach no one your tricks and there will be you know teach no one your tricks or they will be used against you okay so that's law number 30 law number 31 control the options get others to play with the cards you deal the best deceptions are the ones that seem to give the other person a choice your victims feel they are in control but actually they are your puppets <laughs> so give people options that come out in your favor which whichever ones they choose force them to make choices between the lesser of two evils both of which serve your purpose put them in the horns of dilemma they are god wherever we they turn so in essence when you're making negotiations because life is about negotiation okay <laughs> whatever when you want to decide between um, doing something there's something else that you would rather not do 
so you're either constantly negotiating yourself or somebody else so it doesn't matter but whenever it's whether in relationships business relationships romantic relationships friendships be um, i've said business corporate world whatever you you decide to do you need to learn the method of controlling people's options they choose the options that you give that gives you power because the alternative is just too unpleasant you force their hand but you do it indirectly they seem to have a choice whenever people feel they have a choice they work into your trap that much more easily okay so you need to learn the art of negotiation i'm gonna recommend a book that would kind of like teach you how to make negotiations um never split split the difference by chris voss it's a very fantastic book maybe one of these days i'm gonna like briefly talk about it so back to what we're saying um you need to know how to you know control the options okay it's very important very very important Law number 32, play to to people's fantasies, okay? Play to people's fantasies. The truth is often avoided because it is ugly and unpleasant. Never appeal to the truth in reality unless you are prepared for the anger that comes from disenchantment. Life is so harsh and distressing that, and and so distressing that, People who can manufacture romance or conjure up fantasy are like oasis in the desert. Everyone flocks to them. There is great power in tapping into fantasies of the masses. Okay, a very good example of this is like um, I don't want to use this example. I don't want it to seem like I have people. I have um, problems with religious leaders. I I absolutely don't. But if you analyze this thing about I'm about to say, you will realize that I'm actually right. So you see pastors, especially Pentecostal pastors, like the way they move their audience, they're not always trying to be um, sound unpleasant or anything. So whenever they're praying for them for the masses, whenever they're using prayer points and all of that, people are always uplifted. I mean, doing that, that thing alone is God's work. Because a lot of people that are down when they tune into your morning prayer or afternoon prayer or Sunday prayer and you're reading God's work and you're telling them God is going to answer you today and you're praying for them and all of that, it kind of like gives them hope. It kind of like puts you in a place of power. That's what it is. So um, the power, such is the power that fantasies you know kind of like have playing to people's fantasies okay especially in times of scarcity and decline so people rarely believe their problems arise from their own misdeeds and stupidity okay someone or something out there is to blame the other the world the gods and so salvation comes from the outside as well so to gain power you must be a source of pleasure to those around you Pleasure comes from playing to people's fantasies, okay? So if you promise them a gradual improvement through hard work, rather you're gonna rather than promising them the moon and the great and sudden transformation, the part of gold, then you you you're looking for trouble, okay? But I'm mean, I'm in no way I'm in no way saying that um um 
there aren't people who are who are not doing God's work or I believe in God, okay? <laughs> and I believe he loves us so much is he, he he takes care of us and you know, so stick to your beliefs. That's what I'm trying to say. But I'm just using that as example because if you analyze it, these people have power. Okay, they do have power and a lot of them end up abusing it and doing all sorts of things with it. So that is that part is not what I'm standing for. But you know, um well it, it's what it is. Law number 34. Be royal in your own fashion. Act like a king to be treated like one. The way you carry yourself will often determine how you are treated. In the long run, appearing vulgar or common will make pe- make people disrespect you. For a king respects himself and inspires the same sentiment in others. By acting regularly and confident of your powers, you make yourself yourself seem destined to wear a crown so one simple way to put this is you want to treat yourself the way you want others to treat you whether in your in your sense of um, speaking of behaving of dressing of you know whoever you decide to be make sure the self you you make sure to understand that the self-respect or the respect you give to yourself is exactly what the next person is going to give to you law number 35 master the art of timing never seem to be in a hurry hurrying betrays a lack of control over yourself and over time always seem patient as if you know that everything will come to you eventually become a detective of the right moment Sniff out the the spirits of the times, <laughs> the trends that will carry you to power. Learn to stand back when the time is not yet ripe, and to strike fiercely when it is reached. It has reached its fruition. So um, this is very simple. Time is an artificial concept that we ourselves have created to make the limitlessness of eternity and the universe more bearable more human okay there's like time of the year months and all of that so basically what we created so it kind of like makes life easy You, you didn't get something done this year so next year you hope that you're gonna get it done stuff like that so but you wanna be the principal impediment to power is impatience so you wanna be a patient person even when things don't seem to be going your way, be patient. Just do what you gotta do now and, and chill. Don't freak out. Don't this is the game of power. People who have power are always um in control of their emotions. They are always patient. They always buy their their times. Okay, they always know that if it's not working out now, it's gonna work. In fact, they believe in the long run in, in long run of doing things like I'm going to do this for the long run. I'm going to do it and see what it looks like in the next five, 10 years. They're not doing it. I want to do, I want to get the results now. If you have that kind of mentality, you want to get it done now, get the results now, then you're never going to achieve something huge. You're never going to have power because power in itself comes with patience. 
it comes with training and a lot of things to add and remove a lot of becoming and that's what power what time is going to do for you law number 36 disdain things you cannot have ignoring them is the best revenge by acknowledging a petty problem you give it existence and credibility the more attention you pay an enemy the stronger you make him and a small mistake is often made worse and more visible when you try to fix it it is sometimes best to leave things alone if there's something you want to you want but cannot have show contempt for it the less interest you reveal the more superior you seem you can see this thing and in a relation you might be crushing on a guy or a girl but the moment you're like you become aloof you're like you know what i don't care if she wants me fine if she doesn't want me that's when this person is coming to you <laughs> so you can also put this behavior and other things there are things that even your goals like you don't over, you're not overly reacting you're not overly expecting you're not overly kissing ass and all of that you're just letting things be if it works out great if it doesn't work out i'm done okay like you don't you're not overly sulking over it and stuff like that so the thing is the more you want something the more you chase after after that thing the more it eludes you the more interest you show the more you repel the object of desire and this is because your your interest is too strong it kind of like makes people feel awkward even fearful uncontrollable desire makes you seem weak unworthy and pathetic you don't want to be seen like that so you want it's okay to show that you want something so bad and all of that but there are times when you just have to withdraw and let things take its natural course okay Another thing you need to know is that you need to learn to develop this scale of sensing problems when they are still small and taking care of them before they become intractable, okay? So this is in the sense of sometimes um, when you don't want to go after some stuff, um, sometimes you want to go after some stuff till the end, but there are times when um, you give it space and you know something occurs but then noticing that and tackling it is another um, is the game <laughs> law number 37 create compelling spectacles striking imagery and grand symbolic gestures create the aura of power everyone responds to them stage spectacles for those around you then Full of arresting visuals and radiant symbols that heighten your presence. Dazzled by appearances, no one will notice what you're really doing. So, um, sometimes people don't want words or rational explanations or demonstrations of the power of science they want an immediate appeal to their emotions so give it to them and they will do the rest such as imagine they can be healed by the light reflected from a rock all right so sometimes you don't want to 
overly um explain yourself you don't want to overly you know demonstrate you want to show people like the shortcuts you want to do something that makes them feel like okay this thing is happening now even if it's not happening now you want to just trick their uh, mindset they will eventually get the job done and even if it's going to take a longer time at least now they know they felt better you you've actually lured them into the action itself so if you if the thing is if you have to explain yourself your power is already in question but when you create an image you know an image that kind of like that is kind of like a very powerful one an image that discourages question you know but creates um is for a forceful association resists unintended interpretations you know an image that communicates instantly and forges bonds that transcend social differences then you are a person of power so the idea is to give yourself an aura a stature that your normal banal appearance simply will not create. Okay? So, law number 38. Think as you like, but behave like the others. Okay? If you make a show of going against the times, flaunting your unconventional ideas and unorthodox ways, people will think that you only want attention and that you look down upon them. They will, feel, they will find a way to punish you. For making them feel inferior, it is far safer to blend in and nurture the common touch. Share originality only with tolerant friends and those who are sure to appreciate your uniqueness. Okay, so this kind of thing is often seen where mm, people adopt a culture in which they were not raised. So, however, there is something else at play. People who flaunt their infatuation with a different culture are expressing a disdain and contempt for their own. They are using the outward appearance of the exotic to, to separate themselves, themselves from the common folk who unquestioningly follow the local customs and laws and to express their sense of superiority. So you don't want to be like that. It's okay to have your ideas, your unconventional ideas. It's okay to put it out, you know, because you're a bold person and you don't care about what everyone else thinks. But sometimes or most times, you don't want to overdo it and infuriate the person who's going to, you know, infuriate a lot of people. Because that's going to harm you in the long run. You don't want to do that. Um, So, wise and clever people learn early on that, you know, wise and clever people, they learn early on that they can display conventional behavior and mouth conventional ideas without having to believe in them. Okay, I I you remember that show I talked about in my last uh, episode about um, Frank Frank from House of of Cards. So this guy when he got into presidency, there's something he did. He's 
by nature um he's by he, he in his you know by nature he's a very free person meaning that he can he actually he's actually gay not necessarily straight gay he can sleep with men and women and he had a lot of really you know his own belief systems right but he didn't impose it on into into his laws as a president he didn't impose it he was graciously you know doing um what he ought to do as the president while still doing his own thing so you need to find a balance where you think you're thinking as you like but where necessary you're behaving like the others law number 39 stir up waters to catch fish stir up waters to catch fish anger and emotion are strategically counterproductive so you must always stay calm and objective but if you can make your enemies angry while staying calm yourself you gain a decided advantage put your enemies off balance find the the chink in their vanity through which you can rattle them and hold the strings Okay, in essence, losing your temper, you always make unfair and exaggerated accusations in situations, right? So you want to always master your emotions and, you know, read through the lines, okay? You don't want to show your frustrations all the time. To show your frustration is to show that you have lost your power to shape events. It is the helpless action of a child who resorts to a historical feat to get his way. The powerful people never reveal this kind of weakness, okay? You need to remember that tantrums neither intimidate nor inspire loyalty. They only create doubts and uneasiness about your power, exposing your weakness. These stormy eruptions often herald a fall. So you need to be the master of your own emotions, so the thing is, angry people usually end up looking ridiculous <laughs> for their response seems out of proportion to what occasion did. Okay, they have taken things too seriously, exaggerating the hurt or insult that has been done to them. They are so sensitive to slight that it becomes comical how much they take the take things personally. So you don't want to be seen like that. Okay? We don't want to see see you need to know that petulance is not power it's a sign of helplessness people may temporarily be cowed by your tantrums but in the end they lose respect for you they always realize you know they all they realize they can easily undermine a person with so little self-control so I'm not necessarily saying you should repress your anger or emotional responses. No. Repression will drain you of all the energies you have and and push you into strange behavior. You don't want to do that. So instead, um, change your perspective, okay? Realize that nothing in the social realm and in the game of power is personal. This person is trying to get under your skin. Don't let him or her okay if a person explodes with anger at you 
and it seems out of proportion to what you did to them, you must remind yourself that it's not exclusively directed at you. Don't don't be so vain, okay? <laughs> Sometimes this person is just it's, it's just the the emotion is just all about themselves. So nobody that is like truly happy on the inside would, you know, reflect so badly uh, to the point of hating you and doing all sorts of things. So, um, yeah, you need to you need to um, hold yourself high. Okay, in situations where somebody is exploding at you, you need to keep your head. Okay, let them let them lose theirs. <laughs> let them lose their heads okay okay so you don't want to be you know this person's angry and then you're angry too no if this person is angry keep your cool because keeping your cool makes you more calculative you know what to do but when you're angry you're just off balance you're everywhere don't don't do that it's not it's not the game <laughs> law number 40 despise the free lunch what is offered for free is dangerous. It's, it usually involves either a trick or a hidden obligation. What has worth is worth paying for. By paying your own way, you stay clear of gratitude, guilt, and deceit. So, it's also often wise to pay the full price. There is no cutting corners with excellence. Be lavish with your money and keep it circulating. For generosity is a sign and a magnet for power. So you want to despise the free lunch, okay? It's not every time you're taking free, you're taking free. This person that is giving you all the time wants something from you. And when you come to collect, you must give, okay? You must give. So it's better for you not to, or they're giving it to you because they're expecting your favors. They're expecting you to be partial when, you know, it's time for you to be partial. They're expecting you to be this or that. They have expectations immediately, especially because you're collecting. The, you've been collecting for free. So when it's time for them to collect, they're gonna come collect and um, collect the things they wanna collect. So you wanna despise the free lunch. Law number forty-one: Avoid stepping into a great man's shoes. What happens? First, always appears better and more original than what comes after. If you succeed a great man or have a famous parent, you will have to accomplish double their achievements to outshine them. Do not get lost in their shadow or stuck in a past not of your own making. Establish your own name and identity by changing course. Slay the overbearing father. Discourage his legacy and gain power by shining in your own way. Okay, this is a very sexy law. Yeah, it is. <laughs> okay, so um, let me tell you a story. So Alexander um, the Great had something really similar. So Alexander represents an extremely uncommon type of person in history. He's the son of a famous and successful man who manages to surpass the father in glory and power. So, um, so the father most often manages to amass his fortune, his kingdom, because he begins with little or nothing. So, Um, what Alexander did was finding his own way, okay? 
and okay to put it closer to us to put it closer to us because if i go real deep into alexander's story you guys might you know there's just something something it's kind of like really long so i'm just gonna bring it closer to us because most of us sometimes when i do oh um you know you ever hear people telling you stuff like oh i know your sister or i know your brother or i used to know your parents they used to be like this so meaning that they're having expectations of you right they want you to do double but don't get lost in that shadow because the moment you start doing it because you want to please the society the masses everybody else that you're your father's son or you're not gonna be happy and, you, and at that moment, you're not in control. The people in control are those people having expectations of you. So you might want to flip the game and do your own thing and succeed at that thing. Now, that's what makes you stand out. You're no longer the mommy's boy or the mommy's girl. You're your own person. So whoever um, your predecessor is, whether it's your parents, your boss, your brother, whoever, always try to not get lost in their shadow always create your own path law number 42 strike the shepherd and the sheep well scatter okay this is a very this is another sexy law um this is one of the laws that uh, if you've read art of war by sun Tzu, you hear something similar to this where people when they want to attack you they go for the shepherd they go for the parents they go for you know the person that is like the authority there and once this person once this person is down even in the real war like when the battlefield where once the commander is dead the the rest of the soldiers are you know held captives or hostages so they become hostages so um it's it's a law that it depends on in the situation right now so trouble can often be traced to a single strong individual the stare the arrogant underling the poisoner of goodwill if you allow such person or such people room to operate others will succumb to their influence do not wait for the troubles they cause to multiply do not try to negotiate with them they are irredeemable neutralize their influence by isolating or banishing them strike at the source of trouble and the ship will scatter so necessarily this law is trying to say that sometimes when you're faced with um an opposition you need to just find that one person that this is the person everybody's listening to this is the person you have to negotiate with this is the person you have to conquer one way or another not necessarily by <laughs> not necessarily by killing them <laughs> but you just have to find a way to get this person down the person with all the power the all all the influence okay that's the person you want to go after and that's how you win so in the game of power when you're faced with an opposition you need to understand that in every group power is concentrated in the hands of one or two people okay for this in one area in which human nature will never change people will congregate around a single strong personality like planets orbiting a sun so you wanna the person that you wanna target is that person with the influence. Okay? That's the person you wanna you wanna um corner. 
in the in the game of chess you, you you try to corner the king in the game of go you know chinese go you try to isolate the enemy's forces in small packets rendering them immobile and ineffectual so in essence all of this is when you're faced with very strong opposition like a group of people a party or something find the person that has influence try to overcome that person and half of your work is already done <laughs> okay so um that's law number 42 law number 43 work on the hearts and minds of others so mm, coercion creates a reaction that will eventually work against you you must seduce others into wanting to move in your direction a person who have seduced becomes your loyal pawn a person who you have seduced and the way to seduce others is to operate on their individual psychologies and weaknesses soften up the resistance by working on their emotions playing on what they hold dear and what they fear ignore the hearts and minds of others and they will grow to hate you so in this um law it is essentially saying you're surrounded by people who have absolutely no reason to help you unless it's in their interest to do so and if you have nothing to offer their self-interest you're likely to make them hostile for they will see in you just one more competitor one more waster of their time okay so you want to seduce them okay most people never learn this game okay when they meet someone new rather than stepping back and probing to see what makes this person unique they talk all about themselves they talk about themselves so you're always trying to impose your role power and prejudices so this is not what you want to do okay so the key to persuasion is softening people up and breaking them down gently okay you want to work on their emotions and play on their intellectual weaknesses and that's how you have your way you get what you want okay so you want to aim at um primary emotions like love hate jealousy okay once you you have that their emotions under reduced control by making them vulnerable um to persuasion you you have your you have what you want okay you want to be smart around people you want to appeal to their hearts okay and that you know getting into their head is easy law number 44 disarm and infuriate with the mirror effect so in the game of power what what hurts people the most is people mirroring <laughs> their actions it's like in a cheating scenario where you, you you cheat on your partner and the partner cheats back or pretends to be cheating back it's very annoying it's very infuriating infuriating so and it goes with every other thing like we we don't want to we don't want the somebody else to play the game the game we're playing okay but this is the fourth fourth law and it's saying disarm and infuriate with the mirror effect so you see it's a very a very strong <laughs> strategy the mirror reflects reality so it's often um a perfect tool for deception when you mirror your enemies doing exactly as they do they cannot figure out your strategy so what the mirror if effect does 
is it will mock and and humiliate them it will make them overreact so by holding up a mirror to their psyches you seduce them with the illusion that you share their values by holding up a mirror to their actions you teach them a lesson okay very few people can resist the power of mirror effects okay it's like um in the game of situationships or relationships and stuff like that when you start doing the same thing this other person is doing to you they take the initiative to stop doing whatever they are doing they learn their lesson okay but when you're always like oh they do it to you you just stay there and cry and not do anything you're like trying to be understanding (laughs) or good and all of that so you're not actually being good you're just being weak you're just being stupid okay it's like if somebody goes to you just pretend they they were never existing go do you go do something else so any this is like a very subtle example so the ability to mimic another person not physically but psychologically it holds an immense power okay because it's kind of like play you're kind of like playing on their unsatisfied (laughs) self-love so you're like playing that game and it kind of like really infuriates them so um that's that's the game i don't want to go real really really deep into this lore because yeah i don't want to waste your time well there were so many um instances where a lot of people did this and got things their way but just use this what is enough otherwise (laughs) that's just it law number 45 preach the need for change but never reform too much at once okay everyone understands the need for change in the abstract but not but on the day-to-day level people are creatures of habit too much innovation is traumatic and will lead to revolt if you're new to a position of power or an outsider trying to build a power base make a show of respecting the old way of doing things if change is necessary make you feel like a gentle improvement on the on the past okay and people will respect you but when you just come on come into power and you're immediately changing a lot of things you're doing harm to yourself and you know people won't necessarily respect you so law number 46 never appear too perfect appearing better than the other person is always dangerous but most dangerous of all is to appear to have no faults or weaknesses envy creates silent enemies it is smart to occasionally display defects and admit to harmless vices in order to deflect envy and appear more human and approachable only gods and the dead can uh, the dead can seem perfect with impunity so in essence you don't always have to appear to perfect okay even if you're perfect which i believe no one is perfect (laughs) so even if you're perfect which i know nobody's perfect don't appear so okay you're just raising um dust that will blind you so don't be so foolish as to believe that you're stirring up admiration by flaunting the qualities that raise you above others. By making others aware of your infer- of their inferior position, you're only stirring up unhappy admiration and envy, which will gnaw away at them until they undermine you in ways you cannot foresee. So, 
envy is a weed that should never be watered so do not water that envy okay just do whatever you have to do but don't always try to appear perfect never law number 47 do not go past the mark you aimed for in victory learn when to stop i think i've said something related to this in the moment of victory um you don't want to go past the mark you aimed for okay when it's time to stop just stop don't that's why you see some of these very powerful people one of the things that make them end so badly is that they're always wanting more they're always wanting more they don't know okay this is the time you should actually stop you've you've gotten everything you wanted why don't, why don't you just chill but no they will just keep going 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 so if you ever find yourself in a state in this state you might want to chill you might want to chill because at the end of everything you're going to harm yourself not not even the next person you might harm the next person you know but ultimately you're going to hurt yourself the moment of victory is often the mo- moment of greatest peril in the heat of victory arrogance and overconfidence can push you past the goal you had aimed for and by going too far you make more enemies than you defeat do not allow success to go to your head there is no substitute for strategy and careful careful planning set a goal and when you reach it stop law number 48 which is the final law and probably also my second best law assume formlessness by taking a shape by having a visible plan you open yourself to attack instead of taking a form for your enemies to grasp keep yourself adaptable and on the move accept the fact that nothing is certain and no law is fixed the best way to protect yourself is to be as fluid and as formless as water never be never bet on stability or lasting order everything changes and that is so true <laughs> okay so um you need to assume formlessness we already know what um, formlessness actually means so you don't want to be you don't want to have an idea or a personal thing you, you don't want to be attached you know this is um, what everybody knows you for sometimes you want to assume other forms you know this is this is how you become limitless okay this is how you be if you want to be limitless in life you want to you want to assume so many forms you want to try a whole lot of things you want to be a whole lot of people and at the end of the day you come back to your center you come back to who you are but formlessness allows you to truly surprise your enemies or whoever the opposition party is okay before they figure out where you are and what you're doing it is late it's already too late (laughs) so we need to be formless okay you need to be formless as water okay um it 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 makes you it makes you a person of power it gives the aggressor whoever that person is nothing to react against nothing to hate okay yeah formlessness is a two never confuse it with go with the flow style okay or with a religious resignation to the twist of fortune okay you you use formlessness not because it creates inner harmony and peace but because it will increase your power okay when these people think well okay this is how he is so this is how we're gonna attack 
him or her or this is the way she thinks so if I'm, if I say this thing it's gonna harm her and I'll have my way or do whatever and when they come they see in a, in a totally different form like they're surprised okay so you want to use it wisely you want to be as formless as water so thank you so much for listening i really really do do appreciate you guys i don't want to believe that i did justice to to this book because like i said before there's so much wisdom packed into this book but i hopefully want to say that i was able to share so many nuggets so many okay and you're welcome (laughs) you're welcome uh but also ultimately thank you so much for listening for exploring this book with me and i do want to suggest or advise you to go pick this book up and keep it in your shelf once in a while just go open it scroll through the book read it you might you know see something new that you want to use for yourself to you know to enhance your thinking your abilities and whatsoever okay thank you so much once again and don't forget to hit that follow button share the love drop a rating leave a review whatever you have to do to keep our conversations thriving please continue to do so i love you i appreciate you bye